0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Have negative impacts from all the craziness of life affected your job? Maybe you're just not feeling like yourself. Maybe your social life is all jacked up, your well-being. Man, you don't know what to do. You're struggling through the pains of alcohol and drug addiction, and you can't even believe that you're here. How'd you get here? I remember asking myself that many times. Look, now's the time to seek some help. You can do it right now. There's no no longer a need to wait. Why? Uh, this can be an opportunity for you to get back on track and find the real you. I searched for myself for a long time. I didn't start to find it until I was 32, until I gave up alcohol, started to unnumb some of the uh, brain fog and my consciousness, and uh, man, just learn a little bit about who I was. And one of the biggest things was realizing that I wasn't alone in the process. And so you have That Sober Guy podcast. You have all of our resources. You have our community. And you also have Promises Behavioral Health. And we can all help you together. But in particularly, in particularly... (laughs) I love it. Uh, Promises is here for you. They have professional help. They have treatment facilities all over the country. They have a lot of good resources. Um, And here's the thing. We've worked with them for many years now. We know their teams personally. We have great relationships with them. And most importantly, we trust Promises and so can you. So to learn more about treatment options uh, for you or your loved one, here's what you can do. You can go to PromisesBehavioralHealth.com soberguy slash uh, Sober Guy. That's PromisesBehavioralHealth.com Behavioral slash Sober Guy. Or you can just call 888 205 1890. That's 888 205 1890. Tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to that Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. Hits, so it's time to go today, I wanted to play one of our sessions from our Quit Drinking Dude 30 Day Challenge the program. Goodbyes, just sneak it's the titled. Road. Five tips to help you not drink at events where there is alcohol. It's a great topic. It comes from day 18 of the 30-day program. How do we go to different events and not drink? Man, it's a big question. I hear it often. I've experienced it many times. Now, some of you might be saying, what what the hell is the Quit Drinking Dude 30-Day Challenge? Uh, So let me give you a little background about that before... I uh, jump into the actual podcast itself, day eighteen. I recently put together a thirty-day podcast uh, program designed to help guide men to quit drinking for thirty days. Uh, it's called "Quit Drinking, Dude: The Ultimate Men's Guide to Quit Drinking Alcohol, Stay Sober for Thirty Days or More." And um, really excited to launch it. It's been a ton of work. Um, but I, I kept getting the same questions from so many dudes and you know, that were just so relatable to what I experienced and then what they were experiencing. And I just, you know, I'd done the 90 day, uh, course a couple of years back. And so I learned a few things along the way in doing that one. And I got some feedback from some friends, one in particularly, um, man, that's a tough word to say today. I think <laughs> maybe I should just stop saying in particularly <laughs> or I got to say it really slow. Um, but I got some good feedback from one of my buddies um, who was going through his own, you know, first couple of weeks, first couple of months trying to stop uh, drinking. And so I shared some of the course. This was back in August, I think, on on what I was working on. And um, and he kind of helped me form it into this 30 day specific daily program because I had bits, I had like chunks of it like together, but one of the pieces of feedback he gave me, he goes, well, man, I I love it, but I don't really see like a clear beginning, middle and end. So like how that would really help me, like how can I have a clear beginning, middle and end? And so this started with like 10 different sessions. Well, from that feedback and from talking to him and and just kind of working on things and working some kinks out, I figured out that I was like, man, what if I just did 30 podcasts in 30 days, each with a different topic, but all of them coming together? As this as a full uh, program or thirty ch- day challenge, even um, with some takeaways, uh, some uh, every every day every session uh, would have a different exercise. I think there's a little over twenty exercises out of the thirty days. So I tried to give some breaks in there too because, you know, we all have busy lives and we're trying to live life at the same time. Um, you know, so I didn't want to overwhelm like oh my god I have homework tonight. You know, so it wasn't too much. But at the same time, we have to put in the work and we have to show up. And we have to do the things um, that help keep us on, on the right path. Um, a couple of the other things that I put into the course um, or into the program or into the challenge, whatever you want to call it. I guess I haven't decided on, on exactly what to call it, so I'm just calling it all three. Uh, I think they're all fitting for it. But we have our locals men's group. And it's just, it's been an awesome experience, an awesome group so far. So a shout out to all my locals dudes out there who are in, engaging and trying to learn from each other. Um, we're, sh- we're sharing, you know, what's going on. Um, we have people actively, other dudes actively taking the course who are giving their feedback. One of the things you do is a daily check-in in the locals group. So you check in and, and say what's up and um, maybe share a little bit about your day or whatever. And, um, So you have that support there, you have that fellowship. And then, um, we've also recently started a Wednesday, uh, locals men's meeting where we're just meeting up at 5.00 PM Pacific time and, uh, just hanging out and talking a little bit. And those, you know, sometimes they may fluctuate. Who knows? We may add more meetings later. Like, I I don't really know. I'm just kind of taking it as, as we go, um, But I've thought today in, uh, you know, just since we recently launched it, I haven't, I've kind of plugged it here and there, but I haven't really talked about it a a lot. I don't feel like, and explain some of it. And so I wanted to explain a little bit the, the preface kind of behind it too, and what some of the feedback I was, I was hearing and how I created this, um, I created this avatar basically named Paul and it's kind of a mix of, of like myself, um, my, my, Uh, One buddy who I mentioned just a a couple minutes ago who kind of helped give me some of the feedback and then just all the other guys that I've talked to who've experienced a lot of this stuff. And so I put it all together. I made this avatar named Paul. And so let me tell you a little bit about Paul. He's 37 years old and see if you relate to any of this stuff. See if this sounds like some of the stuff that you've gone through too. Um, And so Paul's married. He's a father of two kids, uh, six and 10. Paul comes from a family where he he witnessed some substance abuse growing up. Um, eventually, his parents got divorced. He vowed he would never end up like his father. He'd never drink. Uh, but eventually, in his early teens, he started drinking to cope and to fit in and a uh, little you know, social pressure, peer pressure. Uh, and then, you know, very fast, alcohol became an easy escape. Uh, drinking eventually became a regular part of his life as he continued to get older as well. Uh, so Paul sometimes travels for work. He spends long days grinding away, man. He, he works hard. He's not like, doesn't really love his job. He feels lost in it. It's like fatherhood, you know, marriage, all the responsibilities of life. And the one thing that always makes Paul feel better for the short term is a few cocktails or beers. Um, he feels relaxed. He feels like he can let loose some of the social anxiety. Some of the stress goes away. He feels like he can be himself. And Paul's tried to cut out drinking many times because he feels he knows that it's it's an issue. Um, he's had some success for a few days, even a few weeks at different times, but he always seems to find himself coming back to alcohol as the main tool to deal with life. Um, deep down, he's tired of drinking. He's tired of not dealing with many of his past hurts and hangups and issues. He knows they're there. There's resentments, there's some frustration, some anger, some hurt. He doesn't know how to deal with it, doesn't know how to feel it, so he just drinks about it. Um, he also doesn't know, here's the big one, where to begin to ask for help. Um, does this mean he has to say he's an alcoholic? Uh, what are his friends going to think? What are What's his family going to think? Can he ever drink again if he does quit? Uh, here's a big one. How's he going to have fun? How's he going to live without alcohol? These are some of the questions that Paul has been asking himself over and over and over. Um, so let me ask you this. So I just wanted to give a little context on like the, the, the dude I'm trying to speak to, and maybe it doesn't look exactly like that for you, but maybe there's pieces of it that you can relate to. I'm sure. I I know that, you know, there's, we all have our own journey, our own path, but a lot of the time, man, there's so many similarities and there's differences too, but that's why they always say like, look for the similarities because it's like, Oh wait, I'm not alone in this. I'm someone else is going through this too. Okay. Maybe I can start to address some of it now. I don't feel like I'm the only one. So does Paul's story sound familiar to you? Um, do you have any of the same questions that that uh, Paul was asking? Um, and, you know, I know that that story resonates with so many dudes out there because I've talked to them. And that's that's how I came up with the, you know, and some of it is from my personal experience as well, but that's the relation to it. Um, so that's a little context um, behind the quit drinking dude, uh, program. And, um, I mean, there's, there's 30 days basically of, of the, um, uh, program, the challenge, the course, um, we, you write your story out. Let me, I'll kind of give you some of the other ones, daily reflections, the fear of relapse, write the feelings, write the facts, um, weekly inventory, uh, fitness and fun, uh, how to handle high risk situations, um, the, the raw emotion, that's a really good one. That's one of my favorites. And just how to deal with these moments of like, f- like, um, frustration or anger when we're feeling overwhelmed by our emotion. Like, how do we deal with that? Um, 17 symptoms, um, to, uh, uh, or 17 symptoms leading to relapse. So, you know, we hear that a lot too. Like guys, like myself, I went through two or three different times where I would try to quit and then I would end up back there in just a couple of weeks. So we talk about that in there, um, celebrating your wins, how to have fun, uh, in alcohol, the top. And that's what we're going to go over today. Day 18. Uh, well, day 19 is how to have fun. Uh, day 18 is the top five tips to help you not drink at events where there's alcohol. Um, man, what do I do now? Some goal setting at the end. There's just a ton of, of of content and it's not overwhelming. They're like 20, 30 minute podcasts. And like I said, they have a, a, a takeaway um, for each day. So Man, I'm happy to share day 18 with you today. I'd love feedback on it. Um, You know, I just, I I really want to help some dudes who want to quit drinking and see what that life is like. Um, So if you want to check out the 30-day challenge, uh, the 30-day program, you think this might be something that uh, you want to try or you want to just look at, you can go check it out. If you go to quitdrinkingdude.com and you enter the the promo code 50% off, uh, you can get it for 50 percent off but if you just want to go look at it too just go to quitdrinkingdude.com and you can see all the sessions on there It'll give you a little background on it as well um, you can follow us on instagram at that sober guy podcast you can join us in our sober guy men's group on locals i'd uh, love to see you in there you can download the locals app or go to that sober podcast.locals.com all the links from today's podcast will be in the show notes And uh, man, I hope you enjoy this. Um, You know, here's day 18 from the Quit Drinking Dude 30 Day Challenge. Uh, It's titled, Five Tips to Help You Not Drink at Events Where There's Alcohol. Fellas, welcome to day 18 of Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to quit drinking alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. Uh, it's good to be back with you today. I'm Shane Raymer. Uh, day 18 today, 18 days without alcohol. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Did you do your daily check-in? I'm going to keep it short and sweet today and simple. If you haven't, do it. If you've done it, awesome. I hope you're feeling good. Uh, day 17 yesterday, we talked about three tips to help you get through today. Uh, And those were don't give up. If I can do it, you can do it. And you will be happy that you did. (laughs) Uh, I hope those helped to motivate you, maybe give you a little bit of encouragement if you're having a rough day or if you're having a great day. Man, hopefully they just helped to give you a little pep in the step You can keep going as we move forward through the second half of the program. Uh, and we get closer to 30 days alcohol-free, and I promise you, you're going to be happy once you get there. Uh, today, I want to give you five tips to help you not drink at events where there's alcohol. Now, here's the truth. We can't avoid going places where there's alcohol. Uh, we got to go to the grocery store. We got to get gas. Uh, we occasionally even have to go to a friend or a family member's wedding, a birthday party. Uh, the list goes on. Many different places, a restaurant, a restaurant, you know, there's alcohol everywhere. We we can't escape it. It's inevitable that we're going to run into it at some point. And we need to know and find and prepare ourselves for these situations in advance. We need to be aware of this. Awareness is so key here. So I wanted to share these five tips with you uh, to help you along the way if you do have an event coming up, if you do have somewhere you have to go and you know there's going to be people drinking or you know there's going to be alcohol. And the first one is you got to ask yourself, do I have a reason to be there? Do I have a reason to go to this event? And that's a really important question. It's a very, very important question. And I came up with a couple examples from my own experience I wanted to share with you. And the first one was I recently shared with you about a Raider game that we went to where I was a couple weeks without alcohol. I was really trying hard. I was doing it on my own. It was really tough. It was actually really miserable. Uh, I didn't have any help. I was just trying to white knuckle it through. And I decided uh, we got invited to a Raider game with a bunch of friends. I knew there was going to be drinking and partying there. I mean, come on. If anybody's ever been to the Oakland Coliseum, it was back when the Raiders were in Oakland, uh, or an A's game at the Oakland Coliseum. Man, I've had some some crazy tailgate parties there. That's just what it's known for. There is lots of partying going on. I had plenty of times where I didn't even make it into the game because I was being too dumb in the parking lot. But... I know what I'm getting myself into when I agreed to go to the Raider game, right? I knew I was trying not to drink. And so when I look back on it now, I should've asked myself, I wish I would've at the time, do I have a reason to be there? And obviously, yeah, a Raider game sounds fun and it's awesome, but me being in the position of no support, no program, um, trying to stop drinking on my own, right? Like, I didn't really have a good enough reason to be there. I didn't have a good reason to go to this ready. I should have stayed home and or I should have said, you know, I don't, I'm not really feeling comfortable. I'm not really in a good place right now. I'm really early on with, you know, trying to stay away and not drink. Probably not a good idea. I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't know, didn't know any better. So I went and what happened now? I didn't drink at the game, but I did. They were passing the blood around and I thought, oh, it's not alcohol, just smoke, you know, So I hit the blunt a couple of times and, you know, sure enough, within, within, I think a day or two, I was back to drinking because I opened that gate up and it just, it, um, you know, it, the kind of, it just went down that path again with a, a day or two, a very short time. And so when I look back on that, like I said, I didn't really have a good enough reason to be there just to go to the game. That game was not more important than me trying to stay you know, sober, not drink. And uh, it was, it was not a good decision. So we have to ask ourselves that, do I have a reason to be there? You know, and then I'll give you kind of a, a, a kind of a counter story to that. My buddy Kyle, he got remarried a couple of years back and uh the wedding was out of town. It was about an hour drive away. And so I knew we were going, I knew there was going to be alcohol there. And I was a couple, you know, this, this was still after having um, at this time, uh, you know, I had a few years without alcohol. So I'd say my program was quite a bit stronger and I was a bit more confident in my ability to have a game plan and like know what I'm getting myself into. And so when I look back on that, I ask myself, "Do did I have a reason to be at Kyle's wedding? And the or the answer is absolutely. I've known him since we were kids and he was getting remarried. And that's something I want to go there and be a part of because I want to be there for him and support and love and share that experience with him and his new wife and his family. You know, we all go way back and um, I knew there was going to be alcohol there, but there's a point that comes along when people start getting intoxicated. They start drinking, having a good time where it's like, okay, I think it's time to go, you know? So I had a clear reason to be there. And I also had a game plan of when it's time to go. And that's going to bring us right into two, three, four, and five right here, which we're going to talk about a little bit more. So recap, number one, do I have a reason to be at this event, to be at this event? And that's something that you got to ask yourself. Here's number two, bring your own non-alcoholic beverage, bring your own non-alcoholic beverage. I know so many dudes who do this. They bring something to drink with them. I do it. I'm always very aware if I'm going if we're having people over, if we're going to a barbecue, if we're going to an event, I am going to 9 times out of 10 bring something with me. It could be a Pellegrino, it could be a soda, it could be a, a water, it could be some coffee. If I'm making a drink, if I feel like like making up like something to drink, I like doing Pellegrino with some cranberry juice, a little lemon or lime. Just to you know, it's kind of like a little mocktail, I guess people call it these days. Um, but I'm prepared, and I know many dudes who do this, and they it, there's something about coming prepared, bringing your own drink um, that will help set you up for success. It helps to make you feel a little comfortable, maybe, and being prepared with what you drink ahead of time, um, and it's, it, it kind of changes your perspective on going into that event too, because you feel a little bit better. You feel a little bit like you're safer. You're a little bit prepared. You know, it's not like you're going into this thing wondering what's going to be there and what, well, man, what, what if I do decide? I mean, you may still have some of those feelings. I guess that's possible, but if you're going into it with bringing your own drink with you, like I said, whether it's coffee, soda, Pellegrino, whatever it is you like to drink that's not have alcohol in it, bring that. That is gonna be another way to set you up for success with whatever event you're going to. Number three, this kind of ties into number two, try to have a drink in your hand at all times. Try, like, that's something that I tried. To, I tried to do early on. Try to have a non-alcoholic, I should clarify that, a non-alcoholic drink in your hand or nearby, it doesn't have to be in your hand, but like nearby your table, wherever you're at, as much as as much as much you can. And there's a couple reasons why. Number one, it's it's gonna help you feel a, a bit more comfortable maybe. Maybe it'll cure some of that social anxiety if that exists for you. Because you're so used to being at a party, and an event, and you got a beer, or a glass of wine, or a drink, and like you're so used to that. It can, like if you're early on, it can be really awkward. You know, like you're standing there with your hands in your pockets. Like, so I don't know what to do with my hands. They start raising up like on, uh, Talladega nights, right? Like, I don't know what to do with my hands because I'm awkward right now. And it's just so weird. I don't have a drink in my hand. Well, yeah, you're not drinking alcohol, but why can't you have a non-alcoholic drink in your hand? You can, you can have something to help you get through that, that event. And the other reason is this is going to help, um, Reduce the chances of someone asking you or pressuring you. Hey, Shane, why aren't you drinking tonight? What's wrong with you, bro? Why? Well, you don't want a beer. Oh, and then you know, then you feel like you got to explain. And I'm, you know, you may still have to do that a bit. And my advice on that is, you don't need to go into a long explanation of why you're not drinking. Well, you see, I have this issue that I'm. You don't have to do all that. You just say, Oh no, no, I'm, th- I'm trying out a 30 day challenge, seeing if I can go out go without alcohol for 30 days. It's actually kind of fun. You know, so yeah, I'm just, you know, so that's maybe one of the the reasons you get, but when you have a drink with you, when you're sipping on something, some Pellegrino, nobody know, nobody really cares to be honest. Most of the time, there are a couple of those friends that you got though. Maybe that, you know, they're, they're those friends that, what, what's wrong with you, bro? Come on. Like I get it. But if you got something to drink, you're going to be a little bit better off, and you're going to reduce the chances of someone asking you why you're not drinking too. So that's another good tip. Another good tactic there. Have a drink at at, at all times as much as you can. Like I said, close by in your hand, um, somewhere nearby that you can go grab if you really get uncomfortable or that if you need to hold it the whole time, there you go. You got that too. All right. Number four, have someone you can call if you start getting an urge to drink. Okay, have someone you can call if you start getting an urge to drink. This is imperative, and this is um, this is pre gaming beforehand. Uh, you, you need to set yourself up to know that. Okay, hey, I have a friend of mine. You know, let's say his name's Barry. Why am I picking Barry? I don't know. Why am I saying it like that, Barry? Barry, Uncle Barry? I have an Uncle Barry. What's up, Uncle Barry? <laughs> Have, have a friend. Maybe his name is Barry. Maybe it's not. Who cares? Have a friend that you trust that you can call no matter what his name is. You know, as long as it's not, I was going to say a-hole, but have somebody that you trust. Have a family member who supports you. You know, make sure that somebody that supports you believes in what you're doing. It's encouraging. You know, have a mentor, a sponsor, maybe even it's your spouse, your partner. Like, you got to have somebody that... Let's say you're going, uh, you know, you're, you're, you got to go solo to, oh, here's a good one. How about this one? Let's say you're going to, uh, I know a lot of dudes who like to do like fantasy drafts and stuff, right? Or at least they used to back in the day. And uh, maybe they got to go to their draft or whatever. And they need, uh, you know, they're trying to stay, stay alcohol free during this. Like before you go there have somebody that you can call on that you can give it. Hey guys, I got to step out for a minute and make a quick phone call. And you call that person and you just go, Hey man, maybe you're not at a dumb fan. I I don't prefer fantasy sport. I did do it at one point, by the way, I had a lot of fun doing it, but was over it. I don't have time for it now. It takes up a lot of time and it's really goofy in my opinion now, but no, sorry if you love it still, I get it. The draft was actually my favorite part. I used to only do fantasy uh, sports just for the draft at that because it was so fun to get together with all the guys and I had to do it plenty of times and be the only one who wasn't drinking at the draft. And I was able to do it for many years, you know, in, in uh, well, at least a few years because I think I stopped doing fantasy a few years ago. Okay. Anyways, irrelevant. Here I go. I'm going on a tangent again. That's what I'm saying. This is, these are fun podcasts, a little lighten it up for a couple of days. So I hope, hope you don't mind, but you got somebody that you can step out and go, What's up, Barry? How you doing? <laughs> We're still on Barry, I guess. But hey, bro, I'm at my fantasy draft right now. I'm hanging out. And uh, dude, it's fun, but man, I'm the only one here not drinking. It's getting kind of tough. I uh, started to have a little urge, man. I just wanted to call you and just say, you know, that I'm I'm cool. But yeah, and you know, and hopefully your friend, your sponsor, your spouse, whoever it is that you call, they encourage you. They ask you if you need to leave. Do you need a ride? Are you cool? Are you gonna stay? What are you gonna do? Um, you know, and you're able to get through that moment because everything is impermanent. Even the urges, they, they don't last forever. And if we have tools and we have ways we can get through some of these urges to drink, they'll, they'll pass. But we have to be able to reach out and be aware and know what to do when, not if, but when those things happen. So have somebody you can call, my apologies for the tangent on fantasy football, it was uh, something that came to mind and I just rolled with it, which I tend to do sometimes, which is why I think a lot of people enjoy the podcast. But in any case, have someone you can call. So important. Number five, last tip on this one. Number five, have an escape plan. Have an escape plan. Okay, so it kind of, you can even tie into having to call somebody. So let's say you're at the event, you're at the wedding, you're at the party, and it's like, bro, this is getting really tough. I need to go. Maybe you can call Maybe if you didn't drive there for some reason, chose not to, or you couldn't, or you didn't or whatever. um, You can call someone. I need you to come pick me up. You got that person on, on like ready to go at all times. And then you have a game plan. So when that moment comes, if that moment comes, you can leave and you got it lined up. You got the ride lined up already. You already had it before. Um, If you have somebody there that you trust and they're maybe, maybe they're not drinking too let them know, or if you need to let someone know that, Hey, I'm going to leave real quick, then you then try to do that. If all else fails, you not drinking is the utmost importance. Pull the Houdini. If you have to, I have done that many times and yeah, it makes a little people like, where'd Shane go? What's going on? What, what the hell? He just left. Well, yeah, I just left because I don't want to listen to a bunch of intoxicated people talk. And number two, my sobriety and, and, and me not drinking is way more important than hanging around you, you know, people who are intoxicated right now or continuing to go on, you know, into the night. Like there comes a point at any event where you may have had a reason to be there. And then eventually it gets to a point where there's not a reason to be there anymore. So as much as you can ask yourself that at the start, do I have a reason to be there? You can also ask yourself that same thing as the night goes on and you start thinking about that escape plan. Yeah, I don't have a reason to be here anymore. It's time to get the heck out of here. So the Houdini, though, I mean, if you it's not, I, I won't recommend it. It's always nice to let people know where we're going that way, especially if you know them well, they're family, friends, they, they're not worried about you. But man, like I said, if all else fails and it comes to it and you need to like get out of there, then get the heck out of there. If that means pulling that Houdini and giving a call later on when you get home or leaving a message or a text or something to say, I'm headed home or I just got home. I had to get out of there. I had a great time. You know, thanks for the invite. So those are the five tips. Let's recap them one more time. Number one, ask yourself, do I have a reason to be there? Number two, bring your own non-alcoholic beverage. Number three, maybe you can have a drink in your hand or at your table or somewhere nearby as much as possible, help alleviate some of that social anxiety, um, and reduce some of the chances of someone asking why you're not drinking, which can be awkward. Number four, have someone you can call if you start getting the urge to drink, someone you can reach out to. And number five, have an escape plan. Having a plan, being aware of your environment, being understanding and honest with yourself about how you feel that day, or how you feel in a specific moment, is really a huge part of this too. Uh, It's a huge part in making the right decisions um, based on uh, thinking about them, um, based on responses, not reactions, not emotional decisions. Uh, We got to have a game plan for that. And think about it like this. Professionals pregame. Anyone who's a professional, whatever they do, whatever job it is, athlete, musician, um, construction, uh, in business, like whatever it is, Professionals pregame, they practice, they train, they show up prepared. Listen, you're a professional, act like one. (laughs) Whatever you do, you can be, you are a professional. And so take that mentality and apply it to the same concepts here in giving up alcohol and act like a professional. Pregame, practice, train, show up prepared, be ready because it's not if, it's when, these things are going to pop up. Let me remind you of this. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. That's all we have for today. Stay focused. Stay positive. Reach out if you need help. Post something in the Sober Guy Men's Group chat. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, comments, hang out in there. Uh, Just say what's up. Love to hear from you. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about one of the biggest questions that I hear so often and that I had a lot of thoughts and trouble with when I first quit drinking is this. How do I have fun without alcohol? Very common question. If you've thought that, if you've asked it before, you're not alone. So, we're going to cover that tomorrow. Stay positive. PMA, positive mental attitude. Leave your thoughts, leave your questions in the men's group again. And uh, appreciate you guys. You're doing amazing stuff. It's day 18. No alcohol. Let's keep going and moving forward. Keep your blood clean i